let the nerds take over. Us? Huh? What's up, nerds, and welcome back to another issue of Comictating. As always, uh, my partner Sebastian joins me in talking about comic books this week. Of course, we're coming off of Halloween yes. yesterday. Good big plans. I did not. I did not. It was very subdued. I just hung around the house. I had a very, very busy week last week, so I spent most of it just at home watching uh, some monster movies and just relaxing. We don't get kids in our neighborhood, so... We've never had to hand out candy in the many, many years that we've lived in that neighborhood. So it's just been like watching monster movies, have a couple people over, sleep in, nothing exciting. We used to get a lot of kids, but we don't anymore. I get the feeling a lot of it has to do with, you know, kids trick-or-treat at schools, or they have Yeah, there is a lot of that. Events. We talked a little bit about that on our, um, on our Nerdables podcast this week, one of the things I mentioned. Uh, <clears throat> I think Rich asked, like, what would be the one thing you changed? And I said, I kind of want to get rid of the adult part of trick-or-treating and make it about or even halloween and make it about kids again going out trick-or-treating going yeah. crazy i went out i drove around for a little bit just to kind of look at everybody else's decorations and stuff and see who was out and just see like was it just our part of the neighborhood and yeah sure enough you cross like the major street in my town and there's just yeah gangs of kids yeah i had the same moms and dads thing. and stuff and i was like okay so they're all still out there they just not on our street yeah they don't come down we live on a cul-de-sac so and the two houses at the end of the cul-de-sac are all like completely dark they don't do halloween so I, I think that's part of it they don't even look at it and go through yeah um i had the same issue driving i was uh, running an errand and i was like man there's a lot of kids trick-or-treating not in our neighborhood though so yeah i like going around and looking at the different decorations it's kind of funny as i drive around last night i'm like man i miss trick-or-treating yeah that's fun. fun when i was a kid and it was uh then like a lot of malls do like trick or treating for yeah, kids and stuff. Yeah, so. it just it's just not the same. No, no, it's not. Especially I, if you live in a neighborhood that it really doesn't matter. You know, like yeah. where, where where I live is, you know, we're one of like the safest towns in America per yeah. per capita. So there's really nothing that bad that ever happens. We've never had any sort of incident or anything. And where I live, like there's like small blocks of like you know homes, but then there's also lots of like condos and apartments in the yeah. area. So I figure. Like, I remember, like, the, the condo I used to live in is only, like, a block away from where I live now. But I remember there, and even just, like, I do my walk, so I'm able to, like, circle around. And it was, you know, that's like, oh, yeah, you can you can hear the kids on the other side of the block yeah. trick-or-treating in the, uh, like, in the condo complexes and stuff, so. Yeah, imagine a condo complex, it's pretty easy. Yeah. And of course, last weekend was uh, uh, Stan Lee's Comic-Con. I keep wanting to call it Comic-Con. Comic-Con, yeah, the L.A. Stan Lee's Comic-Con. Comic we talked a little bit of it on, on Nerdables, but you didn't weren't able to join us this weekend. Yes, so you nice. went Friday. I went I went Friday and Saturday. And Saturday. So what did you think? Um, Very, very small. Uh, I didn't... The, the interior... I didn't really have any qualms with the interior. I, you know, a, a bigger convention is always nicer, so it's a little more spread out and less super compacted with i think there was another convention going on uh good vendor booths uh walked around you know some of the prices were either really great or really bad was one of the things i noticed uh most most part like it was actually cool to actually get a better chance to take a look at that hot topic stage they did a lot of really really cool stuff uh they had uh carrie elwis from no. princess bride and he was talking about uh, shooting his movies and stuff and Having that as a nice open area he with a giant He puts them out screen. as targets and he just shoots them with a... Yes. Take uh, that so? Princess Bride DVD, Kate. And he told a very sad story. I forget the gentleman's name, uh, but 
he's the actor who plays uh, like the Grand Nagus in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. He plays the guy who they do the whole poison switching scene. Um, oh yeah. Uh, oh. Exactly. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> but he tells the story that you know that he would be shooting, and every single time they would do stuff, he would always you know be very bummed out because I guess he had heard or rumor had it that uh, he was just a placeholder for Danny DeVito. And he would talk about every single time, like, it's like, oh, I don't know, even know why I'm doing this. If it's just going to be Danny DeVito later. And it's like, no, 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 we're not replacing you with Danny DeVito. Wallace Shawn. Yes, Wallace Shawn. He's a, a great actor. Yes. And he, every day. And a and, brilliant role. Yes, and a brilliant him. role. And just every day it's like, it's like, I don't know, you're just going to, you're just going to replace me. You're just gonna... And apparently Rob Reiner had to go up to him one day. It's like, Wallace, we're not replacing you with Danny DeVito. Because you were funny, you're not a placeholder. So I guess, I guess, ingrained deep down, he just didn't really believe he was right for yeah. the role. And I was just like, "Oh, that's so sad. He's so great." No, he's brilliant. In that. And he made that totally iconic. Well, it's amazing. This is the whole. Everyone who does the uh, Vincini's crew is an iconic piece. Of, you know, of course, Andre the Giant and Yep, yep, and uh, uh, Mandy, Mandy Patinkin. Patinkin, which I didn't realize that was Mandy Patinkin until years later. I was watching him on something. And it's like, oh yeah, it's the guy from Princess Bride. Yeah, I was the, like, wait, what? In the movie Alienation. Yeah, I was like, he's he's a nigga Montoya. No, he's not. But you know, it was 20, 10 years later. Oh yeah, he was uh, he was on a was it like a Showtime or an HBO show where they were, all played Grim Reapers. Probably uh, yeah, was he was it? on Criminal Minds. Criminal right? Minds as well. Like going, oh yeah, that's the guy who played. Yeah, no, this, I mean that that lineup of course is insane. Billy Crystal, Carol Kane, Peter Cook, Peter Falk, yep. Wallace Shawn, Christopher Guest. Gary Elway. I mean, there's there's a lot of like really comedic dudes that are in that. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, Stanley's Comic Con was it was it was at least it was in one room this year. It wasn't one room. I didn't feel super compacted, so I appreciated that. My big thing was parking on Friday was was a, a show. Pardon my French. I left. Now we have to put the explicit label. On. Now we have to put the explicit you have tag to bleep on it. That. Uh, yes, a beep show. I will bleep it. I will bleep it. Um. So the big thing, like, I got to the convention center about 12 o'clock, but there was so much construction, and it appeared, at least to me, and I, if somebody else had this experience... Well, Friday? On, yeah, on Saturday. Oh, okay. On Saturday. And, I was like, Friday, you were five hours early. Yes. Uh, no, like, like they have, they have a ton of lot. Some of them are under yeah. the building, some of them are out off-site. Uh, off I never parked there. In fact, my favorite lot, because I go there for Kings games all the yeah. time, Staples Center out here in L.A. where the Kings and... Um, the Lakers and the Clippers all play is right next to the convention center. So I'm out there all the time. My favorite lot, if you go down flower and then you turn just before the train station, that lot has now the building that's on the other side of that lot was torn down. So that yeah. whole thing is blocked off now. So I'm like, Oh, that's our favorite lot. That and it's sucks. gone. It's gone. But I was parking <coughs> like, I guess it's maybe lot C, but uh, I went to by there and the gate was closed and there's enter through next entrance. And there was just one guy out there, and there didn't appear to be any cars in the lot. So I don't know if the lot was just not used. But even then, I circled around. I was in line. I was I was waiting for parking for almost two hours. Wow. Uh, and I regretted not going, just parking miles away and walking. But then at some point, they opened up uh, the yeah, underground so lot. Spaces. Uh, you know when you go down the level, when you yeah. enter the main entrance? That was all closed. Yeah, that's the first. That's where they held Kamikaze the first year. Yes, yeah, that in the basement. Yeah, in that basement. So they'd open the basement, and it was completely empty. And I feel like, why wasn't this open hours ago? I got here like right as 
the convention was only like an hour or two in, and then I parked at like two o'clock. Absolutely ridiculous that that entire underground level was not utilized at all. Uh, badge pickup, though, I didn't have any problems on well, yeah, Friday. Yeah, if you go Friday, it's not, they, yeah. they figured that out after the second year. Friday was weird because it was only four hours and it was in the evening. Which is, yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah, we did the whole thing in the four hours, so it never felt like any real need to go back. It's the first time I've only gone for one day. I've gone almost like every day. Last year we went Friday and Sunday, because Saturday we went to the Hollywood Bowl. So it was it was interesting. Uh, I didn't feel like there was a lot of vendors. I mean, maybe it's because they all sell the same pops, and that's all you see. Yeah, but pop vinyls are... are yeah. They've con- they've taken over the con. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Everybody has, and so everyone has like the same ten pop vinyls. Yeah, there were a couple of interesting uh, exclusives and stuff. I guess the Brack from uh, Space Ghost is an exclusive. So now I got. Oh yeah, the, that down also the Red Sonia booth had the uh, yeah, pop vinyl early. Almost bought that, but I decided not to. I got some comics and stuff instead. Ooh. <clears throat> but there's always the, the, uh, that uh, that five thousand titles booth. Yeah, <laughs> that's there. It's at like every convention in. Southern California. Yeah. Um, I found like the cosplay was was pretty much Negan, Negan, female Negan, Harley, Harley, female Negan, Negan, Harley, Negan, Negan. Don't forget Harley, Harley Negan. Harley Negan. That was one of the best memes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Halloween 2016. Harley's body with Negan's head in the bat. And I was like that. That was Kamikaze for me. Yeah, for pretty Stanley's much. My favorite piece though is walking through Artist Alley. It, it kind of been open for maybe 30 minutes. And Stan Lee is actually walking through Artist Alley with a handler. Nice. And nobody knows who he is. Yeah. A few yeah. artists, like, I'm sitting at the table. I'm standing at the table. There was an artist sitting at the table, and we both recognized him. Because I kind of nudged Melissa, and Melissa's just kind of getting into this now. And I said, that's, that's Stan Lee. And she's like, he looks much older than I thought. I was like, He's 93. I'm like, what do you want? But nobody else notices him. Yeah. His name is on the front. It's Stanley's Lee's His face is literally nobody everywhere. Nobody knows who he you, is. You could you can <clears throat> look under the booths and see yeah. his face plastered under there. Yeah. But Stan yeah, Lee if, 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 there's a, if there's not a sign above him that says, yes, I am Stan Lee. So many people that go like, oh my God, Stan Lee created everything that I love. Oh yeah, yeah. He created Batman and he created, he created Batman Spawn. And he created... Um, Game of Thrones and he other created, stuff. He created Jim Steranko. He created Jim Steranko. <laughs> it's, it's a very interesting con because every year it seems very different than the year before. Yeah, it's never arranged the same. It's never the same yeah. size. And for as long as that line was on Saturday to pick up badges, I did not feel like there was any of those people. I, I feel like I drove by and then never saw those people again. It was weird because it was... The organization hasn't been great. On Friday night, they, they didn't open the doors until 5.15. Really? You know, I'm like, you only have four hours and you can't open the doors on on time? How do you how do you yeah. do that? Like, can't how open do you parking not... lots either. Yeah, you can't open parking lots. You always park on the street when you're there. That that whole section down there is just ass. Well, I no, always get off on 9th Street, go up the flower, make a la- make a right, and then make a left just before the... Uh... Well, normally where I park, uh, so there's like <clears> that front entrance and it's like 15th Street and you turn in and it's like that little lot that's right yeah. next door always open this year they closed off 15th street you couldn't go in just at all it was just completely blocked so it either filled up really early in the morning but i don't know what saturday was like but friday wasn't that busy yeah friday was parking was no trouble we just i just think the car the car wasn't that busy i think a lot of people got kind of like flustered the idea was like oh five to nine yeah why would i go yeah and you know uh the rain was on and off yeah so (laughs) off 
off mostly. It's We're going to die by rain. Oh, wait, it stopped by yes. 7 o'clock in the two, morning. Channels 2, 4, 5, 7, and 11. Please stop telling the Californians. Storm Watch 7000 HDK4. That they're all going to drown. Exactly. Especially considering. I was all worried. We, we drove downtown to go to, uh, or past downtown. We went to Exposition Park to go to the Natural History Museum before we went to the con. So we were worried about, you know, traffic and everything. I was like, this is as fast as I've ever gotten down here. Yeah. There was nothing on the way down. In fact, it was clear because I think a lot of people there's like, eh, I'm not going to go out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Traffic so, was amazingly good that Friday. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty easy. I think a lot of people were scared off by the idea like, oh, I don't want, if I don't have to be on the road, I'm not going to be on the road. I wonder if people take extra days for Halloween off. You know, you know I don't know, but uh, even even Halloween this year felt very relaxed. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I, in general, I, a lot Halloween, of people, Yeah, Halloween's kind of a, the same for me every year. A lot of people of... I knew were not working the Monday, so they just were like, eh, That seems eh. odd. Yeah, I was just like, are we taking that day off? Can we get that off? Can we trade out another holiday that's kind of useless? <coughs> you know, like give up Columbus Day okay, or something I'm, yeah, and take Halloween off? Completely opposed to that idea of switching Halloween to the last Saturday of October. Got to make you got to keep some tradition. No, no, we just thirty first. Yeah, no, we just gotta like. Uh, we don't. Well, people are like, oh, but my kids have to be in bed. I'm like, what, what time are your kids going to bed? Like, if yeah. they're going trick or treating at seven, when are they getting home? Eleven? Yeah. Like, what no. time are your kids? Go? I went to bed at ten when I was in elementary school. The kids don't. No, need no, no, like... I gotta get them in bed by like seven forty-five. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What draconian <laughs> master dungeon master are you? I'm like, no, come on. Kids don't need like Columbus Day off, but on Halloween, I'm more than happy to give them Halloween off. I think Halloween. I think they want the day after Halloween off. But that's the best day. You well, bring all the, your candy the, to work the, yeah, to school. The school. That's, that's the, the best part. That's when you're all sugar drunk. Well, that was all last week. This week, of course, we're turning our eyes towards new comics. We have a few comics to talk about this week. There's a couple more number ones from Marvel as they go into their Marvel new now new all all new Marvel now different heroic it's now age, hero now. initiative heroes reborn and return edition. Yeah, I mean, Marvel has unabashedly embraced the the almost like the seasonality of comics, much like uh, TV does, where you get new seasons yeah. every year, and it gives you a place to kind of break and start over. It's been a long time uh, coming. Yeah, Marvel has definitely gotten to that pace, as they uh, they freely admitted this is kind of what drives people in. It's it's hard number to ones. get people to pick up a number fifteen or a number twenty five or a number sixty. So. Um, We'll start with Avengers number one. So what, 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 what volume of Avengers is this? Is this this is probably the fifteenth from volume one hundred of Avengers. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't even think they listed anymore. It's just especially Avengers. because we've had like like Avengers number one like yeah. seven times in a row. In the last <coughs> That's the other thing. It's the way they get around it is like the last one was actually officially titled All New, All Different. Yes. And so now we're back to Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Or I guess just listed as Avengers now. But you've had that where, you know, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, New yeah. Avengers, Uncanny Avengers. And I apologize in advance. I'm getting over a cold. I still have that, that cough. So you may see me just, uh, or hear me go <coughs> just like that over and over again. We assure you it's, uh, it's not because of the book. Yeah. I'm not coughing because of the book. Uh, so Avengers number one, Mark Wade's writing it, who wrote all new, all different Avengers. <coughs> Mike Del Mundo doing the art. He did a weird world for the last kind of review uh, yeah. release. Yeah, the art was beautiful in this book. Yeah. <coughs> no, no, very, very nice. So it's got Mark Wade, Mike Del Mundo, especially if you like the painted art styles of Alex Ross. That's definitely the kind of art style you're in for. A gorgeous, gorgeous book. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Wade writing all new, all different Avengers. 
goes into the events of Civil War in which half the team is left, and we've covered that when Champions from two weeks ago, yes. three weeks ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. <clears throat> so we're left with Sam Wilson as Cap, the Vision, and um, Thor, our female Thor, left on the team as they go through kind of a bit of a recruitment drive. They pick up Hercules. <clears throat> Who's back? Late, yeah, Hercules late of his... his uh, criminally underrated series that was that was actually really quite good and he's using the the rifle the the assault rifle from yeah. halo yeah pretty much yeah and uh our new wasp is in here as well uh nadia pym who is hank's sort of illegitimate daughter i guess yeah which is uh, really weird yeah so they have a, a quick battle here <coughs> that kind of gets herc on the team and then we go to parker industries who now owns the baxter building former home of the fantastic four and Parker's acting like Tony in more ways than one. He's going to bankroll the Avengers. Uh, he treats Spider-Man as his bodyguard. Yep. Uh, yep. If you've been reading Marvel for a long, long time. That used to be the gimmick. That was the gimmick. Tony Stark's uh, bodyguard was Iron Man. So that people wouldn't know they were one yep. and the same. Yeah, I know. Fascinating stuff. Uh, and I suppose we'll continue to drive the conspiracy theory that uh, Marvel and Disney are trying to get rid of the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Ah, but you see, they're not, because no, they're the not. X-Men now have seven new, new titles. titles. And Fantastic Four, again, I, I think it really is just a fact of Hickman left them in a space where you it's couldn't very hard continue to pick right up. away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very hard and to And they haven't, they haven't <clears throat> abandoned Johnny Storm or um, uh, The Thing, Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm's in, in Guardians, continues yeah. to be in Guardians. And Johnny Storm is still in Uncanny and Human, so. Yes. So like I said, Wade is uh, you know basically just continuing the Avengers run that he started a year ago, a little over a year ago, somewhere around a year ago, uh, after the end of Secret Wars. This is just kind of the next step, the next phase in it. Uh, we deal with Kang as the bad guy, which is always a lot of fun. Uh, if you've been following Vision through the Avengers titles, um, Vision and Kang have been kind of... A rivalry. Got a yeah, rivalry well, the, that, that Vision's kind of taken it on his own to, to end... Uh, Kang's reign the tyranny of Kang yeah and, and uh, it's a lot of time travel it's a lot of like big not necessarily cosmic stuff but you know world changing type stuff and again Mike Del Mundo doing the art very pretty it's a very pastel kind of color yeah, like niche it. but but I think it works I mean it stands out a lot differently than most of the other titles that uh, the, most of the other Avengers titles that they're doing through here um, Parker and Spider-Man I think he nails Spider-Man's voice very well yeah uh, nails the Vision's voice too. The Vision's a very stoic individual. Um, female Thor in here is really good, and it's very straightforward. Yeah, and it's kind of the first time I've really liked, and uh, not the first time I've really liked Sam Wilson Cap, but he's kind of coming to his own as as a natural leader on his own, kind of taking that mantle of Captain America, even though it's not Steve. But the idea that Captain America uh, matters to the Avengers as much as Steve Rogers matters to the Avengers. So yeah, the ideal of Captain America. Yeah, so it's a, it's a solid book. And a different type of Avengers book also came out this week. We have Occupy Avengers, number one. <coughs> I, uh, David F. Walker is the writer. Carlos Pacheco is the penciler, which was a surprise to me. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, so Pacheco doing it. Um, Occupy, obviously, the Occupy movement has a lot of connotation to it. Yes. And, and they've used it in a couple of different places in comics. I know DC had one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, something... But uh, this one feels a little a little too late for that i mean at least for the titling anyways. yeah i mean i think it's just something where you've, you've got to find a name to kind of have this di different piece of it and it's clint barton 
Um, if you haven't been keeping up with Civil War, you're going to get a spoiler right now. So if you haven't, like, just hit fast forward for, like, 20 seconds or something. Yeah, cover your ears. We'll let you know when to come back. Um, so, well, if they're not listening, they're not going to know. They're not going to hear when we tell them to come back. They're not psychic, man. Uh, but Clint Barton has, uh, has killed Bruce Banner, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the Hulk, under Bruce Banner's direction. He's exonerated of it in a court, and he's kind of just trying to live his life being a hero to the common man while the superhero community kind of shuns him right through the actions of this civil war. <clears throat> and he's just trying to find sort of these, these, I guess stuff that's more off the map or off the, the beaten path. So he's here in, um, uh, it's essentially oh, an Indian reservation. It's, yeah. Uh, in uh, New Mexico. Yeah. Surprisingly, surprisingly topical. For something that was probably written before, uh, very, the, the oil pipeline crisis going yes. on right now. So very timely. Well, there's been pieces of that for a little while and now it's exploded as, yeah. as it's gotten to this, this, uh, this breaking point. But yes, as you're reading it, you kind of wonder like how much did David F. Walker follow these, this, you know, this has been a story for a little while. It's just now it's starting to catch that mainstream attention of what's going on with, um, uh, the Dakota access pipeline yes, and thank you. the, exactly the Lakota tribe. And, uh, uh, which is it's way too complicated for Sebastian and I to really yeah. discuss. No politics, just <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but to get to this story, yeah, is very much a sign of the times, and and it's almost a a kind of a fortuitous synergy. If you're reading this, <clears throat> it feels very much like you're watching TV. Uh, there's you know kind of a militaristic group that's trying to to keep the water. Um, or keep the basically the idea that there's no water on the reservation it's been tainted so everything is bottled water so of course there's a lot of money to be had yeah and that's also everyone has to use bottled water um a little bit of flint michigan that's the thing the funny thing here is it's talking about the fact that this is a very flint michigan type of thing and that's the new kind of meme is why are we building a pipeline in dakota rather than building new pipelines in michigan um safe pipelines in michigan uh so yeah, it's it's very cool. My favorite part of this is it has Red Wolf in it, and yeah, Red Wolf had a really long time. Ago. Well, he had a miniseries in the beginning of Marvel Now, yeah. which was yeah. really really good. Um, again, one of those there was a lot of these little series that came out of Secret Wars, like Hercules and like Red Wolf, that were really good, and yeah, I don't think they ever really intended them to go more like more than six issues or seven yeah. issues. So that's that's that kind of niche that they felt that they fell that, into. He was what in like. Oh god, I think he was maybe in, like a side character in one of the heroic age books from like four or five years ago. Don't even remember. Don't Basically, even, yeah. the, the the premise of the Red Wolf book is he's actually pulled out of his time in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Um, he runs into somebody who has this, you know, as he puts it, like a lightning gun. Yeah, but it's actually a portal gun, and it sends him into our present, and he becomes a member of. Maybe a, it was around the time they did uh, when they brought back uh, Colt Kid. Probably. Um, well, that's the premise of the the miniseries. Is he he starts back there and he gets into the into his future, our present, and then he joins the sheriff's department as he starts to learn our ways and so on and so forth. And he rides a horse and he has a tomahawk and he's got wolves with him. Not so a again, chief. it's it's not yeah, it's not anything that's gonna blow your socks off, but it's really solid. And I kind of yeah, like the, yeah. the internal dialogue that Clint has as to kind of like who he is. And who he is in the new... He's got to find new, a new place for himself. Yeah, in the new, the new Marvel U for him um, as he's trying to take on these little pieces. And it fits in with 
the Clint Barton of Matt Fraction's run, who you know was doing the is trying to stand up for the little guy <clears throat> in the uh, in the apartment building that he lived in. So. Yeah, they're trying to make him into Marvel's Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow, yeah, fighting I guess for the little like guy, Purple Arrow, the Purple Arrow. That sounds weird. A little, yeah, it does. A little more Purple so Arrow. than because you know they they kind of did a role reversal. It was really weird, you know, especially with yeah, the, it doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah, Avengers and uh, like the movies, sort of doing secret agent sort of stuff. But even then, like they tried to elevate. Arrow. Well, that was the that was the ultimate part in yeah. terms of uh, him being an agent of Shield. That was yeah. a big part of Ultimate. Yeah, and they sort of adopted that into a lot of his character for a time, and then they tried to elevate Oliver Queen into this like really high rolling guy, uh, lots of money, lots of uh, political power. And well, I always he... slipped with that in the comic because he would have a lot of money and he'd have Queen Industries and then. Yeah. Like in, he in, was almost he was mayor of Star City at one point. I think so, yeah. yeah. Which he is in the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a point that he ran for mayor because <coughs> I think like the other candidate was like a, a gangster. It was like Brick or something like that. Ah. So. Yeah, and even in the show, he's more like Batman. Yeah. Than he is, you know, a, a hero <laughs> of the people, street level. That's a little bit there. Um, the other number one I wanted to mention just real quick was Fool Killer because uh, this like Solo is a book that comes stems out of the Deadpool Mercs for Money. Uh, a character that probably not a lot of people know, a B-level character that may have had a miniseries at some yeah, he's point. Yeah, he's had, um, I think he's had a Max series within the last few years. Maybe. Well. I think there's actually a series that he did. I want to say Kirkman wrote it. That may, that, that's maybe, oh, maybe I'm awesome. thinking of The Destroyer. I can't remember. There was also The Hood, too. Yeah. It's, uh, sort of got uh, a similar... But um, Max Bemis is the writing. Dalibor Talajik? Talajik? We apologize profusely. Yes. <laughs> Dalibor Talashi. I'm going to go with that. Uh, but I actually really like this art style. It's, it's yeah, that it's really kinda, nice. And again, it's that that clean, rounded style that I like. Um, I actually, it, it's kind of it's one of those books, much like Solo, where I just kind of throw my hands like, do we really need this? And you read it and you go, this is yeah, fun. Sure, might as well mention it. And it's, it's got a cool like kind of twist at the end. And it's got, like, it takes itself, not necessarily seriously, but it kind of knows what it is. Right. And so it, it's it's got good dialogue. The full killer character in it is actually pretty cool, where he he basically, like, gives up on his life and goes to S.H.I.E.L.D., and then S.H.I.E.L.D. turns his life around uh, by uh, making him into a psychiatrist. And then the twist comes in two spots right after that, which I actually really enjoyed. But I just wanted to mention it, because I'm like, you know what? That's not the worst book in the world. I mean, much like Solo and Great Lakes Avengers, not a bad book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk about Abstract Studios, which I think is Terry Moore's old, uh, yeah. own self-published. Terry Moore has a new book called Motor Girl, Motor, Mo- Motor Girl. Um, and the, the cover kind of says it all. She seems to be mechanic in a gas station. Mechanic and she's, girl? She's got a gorilla? Gorilla. There's just a gorilla in it. And that's the, <laughs> it's presented so matter of fact, there's a talking gorilla in it. Yes. Like, that doesn't matter. Unquestioned there's no, nothing. Yeah, there's no, there's no explanation as to why a gorilla is talking. And there's no other, like, sentient animals or nope. anything in it. It's just, There are hey, aliens for a brief moment, though. Here's, here's a gorilla. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's a, uh, the book is really funny. It's, you know, uh, this girl and this gorilla, they work uh, at this junkyard fixing cars you know, she's talking about her conspiracy theories, and the girl is just kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, conspiracy theory this, conspiracy theory that. Uh, then some events come around, which basically gives you sort of the future plot intrigue that deals with the owner. Yeah, it's a very... Who's been very looking to sell. Matter of fact sort of statement. It is, it is. And then 
you get to the end of the book and you're like, okay, what's and next? Stuff happens. Things are very strange, but I really love the very end of this book has Terry Moore talking to you, sort of a, an epilogue about the genesis of the book. He's the writer of Strangers in Paradise and Echo, Rachel Rising, and sort of like, well, I, this is a book I've kind of always wanted to do. He shows the original sketch that he did that sort of was the impetus for the character. Yeah. He talks about how he's like, we've always wanted to do a story with a talking gorilla and this uh, pretty girl, you know, who's a car mechanic and with aliens and UFOs. And he never really got around to it until now. And that's where we are at. It's got a great sense of humor about it. Very tongue in cheek. Oh, she's got her, her tattoo is a winged tire, but yes, in the original, she's got a it's gorilla. It's a gorilla. It's a gorilla on her top, on her, on her, on her bicep there. Um, yeah, it's one of those, like, so many comics try to do so much in their first issue, and this is just kind of presented very, yeah. I don't want to say plainly, but it's just kind of laid out for you. Matter like, of here fact. Here it is, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just talking gorilla. They said, yeah, there's nothing, yeah, I mean, just in the sense of the, the, the whole thing. I mean, it's just kind of, she's in the junkyard, they find this thing. <coughs> aliens crash They find land. a part, yeah, and then you get to, you they get fix to the, the alien, alien ship, and the aliens are... So well, now you're giving the whole thing. You're no, no, no. There's way more. Away. There's way more. Giving the whole thing away. Um, again, I've actually never read Terry Moore stuff before. Uh, I know there's there's a lot of people that I know that are big fans. Our friend Robin is a gigantic yep. fan of uh, Strangers in Paradise and everything he's done. Pressure Rising, really, really interesting zombie book, thriller book. I dig that a lot. Um. But yeah, so this is kind of my first experience with someone who I've heard really good things about. And again, it's, it's. I don't know if you can really put your finger on it, but you just kind of read it and go, that's really good. Yeah, like that's, it's fun. That, well, it's not, it's not even that it's just, like, oh, it's just fun. It's just like, it's, it's almost a master craft of subtlety. Yes. So it just kind of, again, that, that presented as it is really gives you the chance as a reader to, to just take it as is that you're not really looking for explanations as to why these things are happening because it's just presented exactly as it is there is you know talking animals and ufos and it's a little hanna barbera e where it's just like yeah oh, don't question it there's yeah it's just gorilla there and, yeah you know, just, just jabber jaw it's just look they got talking animal. there's a talking animal he's a sidekick so just just deal with it and he's cool he's got goggles he does have goggles uh, he knows how to he knows how to fix cars and machinery they both do uh, he 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 is tolerant of uh, her eccentricities. He does grunt at one point. So yes. So no, a, a very yeah. very uh, fun book. Got a great sense of humor about, it. and it's got a it it laid the groundwork for all of the intrigue yeah. with uh, the selling of the junkyard, you know, aliens and UFOs. So there's more to this than uh, meets the eye. Very fun. Do, 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 do. Yes, and there's Transformers. Not really. <laughs> there are no Transformers. Was Transformers this week? Yes. Transformers to all or one revolution book. Um. Yeah. And anything else this week? No, we... I think that's it. There were a couple yeah. other books. Uh, I know you read Superman. I did. I did read uh, really Superman. Good. That was really really good. Champions twos this week. I'm sure that's good. I haven't a chance to read that today. We've got another um, meeting of uh, Clark and uh, and Dame of uh, John and Damien. Yeah. They're coming together and fascinating stuff. Little tie into the Titans. He's got his giant red monster with him. It's Mayday number one by Alex DeCampi, Tony Parker, uh, that deals in the 1970s CIA. Uh, this Russian agent comes over, the FBI has him, the CIA is going to pick him up, and then basically all hell breaks loose in Exciting a way. times, it's the middle of the Cold War, so... Yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting thing. And then this book called Motro, Motro, M-O-T-R-O, um, Ulysses Farinas and Eric Fritas. And it's... 
uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just it's it's very different. Uh, it's from Oni. It kind of looks like Head Lopper, uh, which image, oh, yeah, yeah. which image for a little bit. Um, it's not as crazy, but the 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 machinery is like intelligent. So like she has or he has this little like toy motorcycle, but it kind of talks in a weird language and it can move on its own and it's semi sentient and the tanks that are in it are semi sentient, but. It was very, it was very interesting. I found myself reading it, just kind of fascinated with it. So, uh, I think that's gonna do it. All right. I apologize. I'm still recovering from being sick, so I'm trying to just power through. Yeah. Check out those books. Let us know what you think. Yeah. If you have anything uh, that you want to say to us, you can always find us on Facebook, Facebook.com/nerdables, which of course nerdables is our our parent podcast and of course as always we're recording in earth through comics in northridge earth through comics is the official sponsor of the comic tating podcast um they let us use the room the space the space uh and provide the comics for that matter yeah. uh for us to peruse and bring them to you so uh for my partner sebastian this is chris and we'll talk to you next week mm-hmm.